You're listening to Dropping the Ball, a sermon series by Pastor Bay Allen. Good morning, everyone. It is great to be with you today in the house of the Lord. I am Pastor Bay. For those of you that I have not yet met, welcome. Uh, For those of you who are already family, welcome back. It is great to be with you as we are in our third week of our uh, Dropping the Ball series. Um, Today, we have a little bit of ground to cover, and I'm excited because I love fish. You know, I grew up at the beach, so we're looking at Jonah today. Um, We already heard through our our children's message a little bit of the backstory of today's scripture. I encourage you to turn with me in your Bibles or an applicable app on your smartphone if you use one of those. We're looking at Jonah, Old Testament prophet Jonah, and we're looking at chapter 3, starting with verse 1. We read these words. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three-day journey, and Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. Then he cried out, and he said, Yet 40 days, and Nineveh will be overthrown. 40 days. Bye-bye. So the people of Nineveh, it tells us, believed God when Jonah said these words. So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast, put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. Then God saw their works, that they were turned from their evil way, And God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them. And he did not do it. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. No, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of a gadget guy. And it doesn't have to be a new gadget. It doesn't have to be the new iPhone 10, 8 million awesome, whatever that new one is. Um, It could be something as simple as a washing machine. Like a dishwasher even, you know, there's something magical about being able to go to a dishwasher. You can, you can just shout amen if you're with me, but you put dirty dishes in, you hit one single little button and a half, of, half an hour later, what do you have? Clean dishes, right? Anyone else think that's awesome? Okay. Some people like to eat off clean dishes. I'm with you. Um, now I wanted to just talk briefly about this because if I were to put a book that I needed to read into that dishwasher, hit the button. Half hour later, do you think I would automatically know everything that's in that book? No. That dishwasher is not made for that. That dishwasher is made to wash dishes. It's got that purpose, right? It's got, uh, it's even the name. It's a good name. Dishwasher. It washes dishes. You hit the button, you're not going to read a book. You're going to wash dishes. Well, I want you to think in context, again, the series Dropping the Ball, where we're looking at the New Year's ball. That ball goes up for a reason. You want to know why the New Year's ball goes up? It was designed to go down. Yeah, that too. But before it can go down, it must go up. It was designed to go up. This isn't some miracle that it goes up. No, it was made to go up. We look at it and we're like, oh, we're waiting for it to fall. Not even realize it had to go up. I want you to remember that today. And during the next uh, week to come as we finish off this series, because what goes up next week, we'll see must go down. Today's sermon is called The Ball Goes Up. And what we're looking at is the way that a dishwasher washes. Now, have, have you ever used something that is 
opposite of what it was made to use, or just goes against what it was made to, what, what its original purpose was. Any, we just came off of winter. Any of you use a credit card ever to scrape ice on a, on a car? It doesn't get you very far. In fact, it gets you on the phone saying, I need a new card, uh, because it's just not made to scrape ice, right? Um, perhaps there's... Um, a wobbly chair. Any of you ever, you know, stand on a, I'm not even gone on, no. But any of you ever stand on a wobbly chair to change a light bulb? Show of hands. Show of hands of those who are embarrassed that you actually did. Okay. Um, and so there's these things that we experience in life that are meant to do one thing. We try to use them for something else sometimes. Um, you ever accidentally grab salt instead of sugar when you're making a cake? Huh? Your one laughter. The rest of you are like, never me. No, no. The reason these are funny is because they happen. If you ever use duct tape to fix something that needed an actual repair, I've been there. We use things not in the way that they are intended to be used. In today's scripture, we see a man of God. We see Jonah. Now, if you were a godly man, by this train of thought that we're traveling on this morning, what do you think you should do? What are you designed to do? If you are godly, you are to present God to the world, right? People should see God when they see you, if you are godly. Well, we see the prophet Jonah running away. Do we want people to see God as a God who runs away? No. God doesn't run away. We see Jonah called by God to be a prophet to Nineveh. He's happening a ship to Tarshish. Going against what God called him to do. The ball must go up. There is a purpose for Jonah going to Nineveh. Jonah is made to go to Nineveh. This isn't an accident. I want you to, I want you to say this is not by accident. Say that. This is not by accident. You being here this morning, this is not by accident. You having a relationship with God which transforms your life and those who you come in contact with, this is not an accident. The ball must go up because the ball was designed to go up. But Jonah tries to not go up. Jonah tries to go to Tarshish. And so we see God's prophet or a godly man in today's scripture juxtaposed with godless sinners. So you have godly, you have godless. Now what I find interesting is that the godly ran away and the godless said, we repent. The ball must go up. If all goes according to plan, when the godly present God to the godless, repentance takes place. Because it's made to happen that way. It is made to happen that way. God's grace transforms lives. Because that's what God's grace does. So God sent Jonah. He finally reluctantly goes to Nineveh. And he says, 40 days you're going to be destroyed. In 40 days you will be destroyed. And Let's read that one more time. So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. So I want you to realize this isn't lip service. They're not saying, oh God, I'm sorry. Shouldn't have done that. They are repenting. 
They've hit that button on their repentance machine. And they are in full on repentance. They put on sackcloth. They are showing outwardly what they are expressing within. They're, they're expressing outwardly what they hold within them. This repentance that is taking place within their bodies is now being expressed for everyone in the world to see. They are repentant. There's no question about it. I can look at that person and I say, that person is just full on in repentance. They are just kneeling and bowing before God. The ball must go up. If all goes according to plan, if the godly prophet brings the word of God, the godless sinner will repent. It's it's kind of in the design of things. It's kind of the design of grace. The repentant sinner. So I've looked at the godly prophet, the godless sinners. The third piece I want to talk about today in today's scripture is God. Where's God in the midst of this? Well, God is completely in the midst of this. And what we see is God does not only offer forgiveness... If we ask for it, God gives it. 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, purify us of all unrighteousness. That's a promise. That is a promise. What gets me in today's Scripture is Jonah, the prophet of the Lord. Anyone ever do something for the wrong reason? Have you ever just done something for the wrong reason, you know, go tell your brother, sorry, I don't want to do my brother. Go tell your brother you're sorry. Sorry. You ever do something for the wrong reason? Maybe you were told to. Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. He didn't like the people of Nineveh. Jonah thought they deserved to get what God was saying. 40 days. Bye bye. Jonah was on board with that, finally. That's why he reluctantly went. He's like, yeah, 40 days. See you later. You're not going to be here in 40 days because you're evil. God's got it coming for you. That's what Jonah said. And he wanted to see it happen. He pulled up the best seed in the house up on a hillside so he could watch as as the fire and brimstone rained down. But what happened? 40 days, you'll be destroyed. But they repented. They repented. So what did God do? What did God do? God relented. They repented of their sins. And so God relented and said, I'm not going to destroy you. How can I destroy these people who are crying out to me for forgiveness? God doesn't turn his back. God doesn't run away to Tarshish. God goes right into the heart of Nineveh and transforms lives. That's what God does. And he does it through godly people. Whether you think yourself as being godly or not, I believe you're here this morning and this is not an accident. I believe God works through his people to bring about a little bit of heaven on earth. To bring about a transformation. That only comes from God. You're not here by an accident today. Perhaps you're here to hear this one encouraging word of you can carry the light of the world into the darkness and allow others to see. 
Maybe you need to hear that this morning. Right into the heart of your Nineveh, whatever that looks like. I'm going to leave you with just a few things. The big one is, you know, if the ball must go up, if the washing, dishwasher must wash dishes, as godly men and women of God, we are to bring God. We are to bring the good news, the gospel, news of salvation to the world. So I pray that you do it because the ball must go up. God needs you to bring that message. This is your ball. The ball must go up. Bring that message wherever God calls you to bring it. It's kind of a big deal. It's kind of uh, why we as the church exist. The church is the one organization, I've said this many times, that is designed for people not yet a member. The church is made for people that aren't already members. The second thing I want to talk about is if all goes according to plan, repentance will take place. You may worry like, well, if I talk about God, nothing's going to happen. That's not for you to worry about. If all goes according to plan, if the godly proclaim God, the godless will repent. That's not on your turf. That's for the working of the Holy Spirit. That's for the working of God. Your part as a godly person of God is to bring the good news. And then repentance will take place. And the third thing, again, I don't believe that it's an accident that you are here today. Perhaps you're just in a need of forgiveness yourself. And perhaps in this moment, God is speaking to you. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Perhaps you are in need of forgiveness. If you ask, you'll get it. If you ask, you will get it. Nothing that you have done. There is no darkness too dark. There is no depth too too deep to keep you from God's love. If you need forgiveness, just cry out to God. And you'll get it. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us of all unrighteousness. So this week, there may come a moment where you need to forgive someone. I challenge you to forgive them as you have been forgiven. Offer grace as you have been given grace. And I, and I heard a quote, and I thought it was pretty profound, actually. And it came from a rather unlikely source. It came from Game of Thrones. And the quote is this. It's our enemies that we need to make peace with. It's not our friends. It is our enemies that we need to forgive. It is our enemies that we need to make peace with. I pray that you forgive as you have been forgiven. Because this ball must go up. Would you pray with me? Dear God, we thank you for your grace, for your mercy, for when we warrant destruction and, you know, we don't even deserve 40 days. But we call out, we cry out, we repent, and you show us grace, you show us love, you forgive. And like the snow, you cover over that multitude of sins with your love. And you call us your own. 
You cloak us in righteousness. You give our feet these boots that we can walk out into the world and proclaim your goodness to others. We thank you for that opportunity. I pray that you will create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us so that when we are the prophet that you are calling, even if we don't feel like it, that we go when you say go. And that we show others a love that only you can show. Make us to be your instruments of peace, mercy, and love. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord.